0: I chose this verse, and I, I, I was really trying to get to a different verse. Um, I'll, I'll read the verse I was trying to get to, just for fun. I didn't plan on doing this, and I wasn't even planning on doing Christmas. I was basically I was reading through my Bible this week, and John one was part of my reading. And I'm like, man, I could stay here all, all life. So, uh, but then when I got to it, but the the verse that um, It's actually verse uh, 14. It says that the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and truth. And then verse 16, from the fullness of His grace, we have received one blessing after another. And I wanted to talk about grace and the one blessing after another, but I I kept, and it, you know, as I'm rearranging my notes, I I kept coming back to this verse because a lot of times I want to come, I want the benefit of God. I don't really want God. I want the benefit of God. I want the grace upon grace. I want the fullness of life. I want everything. And I just kept going backwards to, you know what, that's, that's what happens as a recipient of of knowing Jesus is you get grace upon, you know, grace upon grace is part of the package because when you're in the presence of God, that's that's what happens. And anyway, the, the, the reason I, I, I kind of flipped it and where I kind of want to make a few points today is because the Advent isn't about what we get. It's about who, who's coming, who he is. And uh, I almost missed it. I'm almost missed it, and I'm, I always do that. I always like to jump to the good stuff. It's like, God, what are you going to give me? You know, I'm, I'm I'm having I'm having a hard time. When wait, wait, when can you give me a better time? Uh, and He's like, Well, you can always have me along the way. You don't ha- you know you don't have to wait until you're having a good time <laughs> to get me. And in fact, usually when life's going good, that's when you know it's like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll call on you later. Uh, we'll we'll check you out. So anyway. So in my talk today, I I just wanted to talk about the darkness and trusting Jesus in the darkness. Because really, the ultimate thing is not Jesus changing our life. The ultimate thing is Jesus being with us. And uh, that was expressed, and it was kind of neat, kind of the theme here. People were sharing their testimony. It wasn't so much as like, oh, I, I can see what the Lord's showing me through this verse. It was like, this verse is reflecting my journey. It's like, one day I realized that I had missed him. And then one day I realized I saw him. And Jesus, you know, we, we still, I'm sure this is part of my, my talk today, but Jesus can still be a stranger you know? Have you ever been, like, you're you're supposed to meet somebody, like, recently I was going to meet somebody at at the Starbucks over here, and uh, the the high school had just let out. It's like, worst case scenario. I don't know why we were going to meet at three, because at three, every kid from Wilcox High goes to the Starbucks, and I didn't know that. And so I'm in the Starbucks with, like, a hundred other people, but I was supposed to meet somebody I'd never met before, you know? So it's like, There's the stranger, you know, where, where's the stranger I'm looking for? I didn't recognize him and he, he was having the same problem as I was, but then he saw that I was very pastoral and, you know, was kind of, you know, floating, you know, about six inches off the ground. He goes, that must be the guy I'm eating with. And I'm like, dude, we're in, we're in. Anyway, it's easy to miss Jesus or to relegate him back to a stranger. And I, I want to talk about that. So here, the story of, of Christmas is the story of reality. The reality is, the world we live in is like, it's, it's super dark. And it's getting darker. How do I know? <laughs> well, it's getting darker when you turn on the television. You look, you look through your feed and you're like, yeah, world's going to hell. Yep, pretty sure. It's not getting any better. Uh, yesterday, I, I, uh, I was looking at my grocery receipt from, from Costco and realized that my, my berries had gone from 95 to 1495. I'm like, man, the world's getting dark. It's the end days. I'm paying five bucks more for the same bag of stuff I was paying last week, right? And you guys have all experienced this. I, I, I paid five dollars for a gallon of gas uh, last week. Like five bucks. I'm like, "Dude, I, when I started driving, it was like 30 cents. And I know some of you you, were, you, you weren't born yet, but uh, I'm, I'm sure we, we can. 20 cents, you know? I mean, we could get around, and I remember, you know, in the 70s, uh, you remember there was a big spike, and it, you know, went to, like, 75 cents, and we're like, oh, we're all going to die here. Uh, and it's crazy, right? Now, these are just outside things that show that darkness is is creeping in, and of course, you know, coronavirus is going to kill us all, um, uh, you know, eventually. It's, 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 it's a half joke, but you know, the, if, if you turn on the news, of course, we're 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 already dead. Uh, the good news is some of us are still alive. Uh, but the fear and the darkness and the you know the, all of this messaging, in one sense, it, it's overdone by you know network television. But we live in a place that's very dark, and it's always been that way. Except for the beginning, as, as Leonard was saying, during, you know, in the very beginning, you know, man and wife are hanging out with God and it's all good. And that lasted, I don't know how long. It doesn't, it doesn't really say, you know, it's like two months later. You know, I'd like to see that, the, you know, uh, they, they blew it. But ever since then, it went dark, right? And then, you know, God moves in with grace and says, okay, I can fix this. And then they have some kids and it goes dark again. And you're like, oh, great, these kids, they don't get along. And, and then they, they'll go dark, and it, it, it's just a sad tale. I don't know if you've let, read your Bible recently, but it's a sad tale. But life is like that. Life's got a lot of sadness in it. it you know, I mean, it's not just the outside stuff. Gas, I mean, who knows, you know, we might start walking again, and I'll lose some weight, and it'll all be good. So, you know, we don't know how that's going to work out. I mean, that's not, the, that's not the darkness that I'm really concerned about. The darkness I'm most concerned about is is like what Gio was saying. It's like, I look inside and like, oh, there's still darkness inside of there. And Jesus, you know, we want God to fix, you know, it's like, get gas back down to two bucks. That'd be awesome. But he's like, I'm not worried about anything out there. My whole purpose in life for coming to you was to have a relationship with you so I could push the darkness out of you. Because when you turn off the television, you turn off the media feed, you're left with yourself and you realize the thing I'm struggling with is not out there. It's in here. In fact, that's even a, you know, that's even a distraction. It's almost better to be able to rage at the machine instead of to go inside and say, Lord, I need the light of the world to come into me. So Christmas is about that reality, you know, We're living in a dark time, and so in this verse, and I'm just going to cover a couple points, and then I'll let you go. Jesus comes into the world as light. I love the metaphor, right? Because we live in darkness. One of the things I always pack when I'm going somewhere is a nightlight. Why? Because when I'm in a strange place, I need to know when I have to get out of of bed to go to the bathroom, which at my age happens at least once a night. I have to make sure that I don't stub my toe or walk into a wall. You know, you're in a strange hotel and you get out of bed and you think you're at home and you walk into a wall and you're like, should have brought the nightlight. So now that I'm wise, I always bring a nightlight. But that's just a little thing. Jesus is the true light that gives light to everyone. Man, that's some good stuff. And so kind of my, my first part of trusting Jesus is when the light of Jesus comes to your life, it's okay to open up and say, see what's in here? Because we get afraid. I think one of the reasons that we don't receive him, we don't recognize him, is because we're like, if he really knew who I was, and we say that about each other, and J.J. was saying that. It's like, if people really know who we were, they'll try to fix me because I'm not perfect. But Jesus, it doesn't say, and Jesus came into the world to make everybody perfect. He did actually make everybody perfect, but he did it in a way that was different. He gave grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. his fullness became our fullness, and he was perfect, so now I'm perfect. But you're looking at me and you don't look perfect. I'm not perfect, but I have his perfection. And the very thing that I was looking for in my life was him. And so he comes to our darkness and says, let me show some light on that. And as he gives his life to us, we get a chance to say lord take all my darkness. So the first part of trust in Jesus is trust him with your darkness. And I think JJ actually brought that up. It's okay when you come to Jesus, it's okay to say yeah. What you see is what you get. And I think we spend most I mean we spend a good portion of our life really trying to hide or pretend that we're that that we're better or we have to present ourselves in such a way that uh it's like I'm doing pretty good. Churches are great places to hide out too. You can, you know, put on your Jesus face. Do, how you doing this week? I always like hanging out with Hector. He's like, man, God knows. <laughs> God knows my stuff, and so does my family. <laughs> He's like, that's what's so great about Thanksgiving, right? God knows your stuff, and so does your family. Uh, love get-togethers. Anyway, we won't. We won't uh, look at that. So. First way to trust Jesus, trust him with the darkness in you. It's, it's awesome to be yourself and let him transform you with his life. And then uh, the second part is, I, I, I like the way it says that the world did not recognize him. And, I, and I, I keep thinking, how many times do I not recognize Jesus in my life? He is working always be behind the scenes in a way that you have no idea about. And, and uh, I'm always amazed, uh, you know, when, I, when I'm like, oh, Lord, can you do this? And he's like, that's it? That's all you wanted? I, I could do that. You guys have anything hard in your life? You have anything dark? You're like, oh, Lord. And, and, and he says, if you would only recognize I am standing right next to you. I am actually working on this. Whatever it is. You know, you're sick and you're like, Oh, Lord, you gotta heal me. It's like, I actually am working on that. But I feel worse. Yeah, I'm actually working on that. You know, because it's different. The true, the the true nature of Jesus than, than what we expect. And, uh, the word there doesn't mean recognize. I, I like that the NIV guys put recognize in there, but it means to know. And it's, it's, it's the big Greek word, know. You don't have to know what the know is. All you need to know is that it encompasses all knowledge. Knowledge from acquaintance, like, hey, I know that guy, to uh, the knowledge of a husband and wife. It's like, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen you. You need to lose some weight, okay? Uh, you know, it's, it's true knowledge. Uh, so he was saying that, they didn't, that the world did not know him. And Jesus just wants to be known by you, and he wants to know you, and so when it, when it says, uh, it, you know, some t- when, when it says they did not recognize him, it's really it's just it's it's a, a, a invitation to say know me, know me better. I I, I think of the, this whole concept of recognizing Jesus and the stranger thing is is in Matthew twenty five, you know. It, it, at the end of the days, he's got sheep and goats. And the sheep recognized him, and the goats didn't. And they both said the same thing. When did we see you? It, it, neither, neither of them saw him. Because what they what they were looking for was something was something different. And uh, I, I, I like that that they didn't recognize him because their aim was not to try to recognize him. You ever tried that? I remember the, for for years and years I'd, I'd always cry out. Uh, I learned this as an early Christian. We we used to cry out to God loudly, you know. That was important because the louder you are, the more God can hear. Because He must be really far away. Now I know that's kind of a method and a style, and, and it was kind of cool in the circles. But now I'm really quiet. He can hear us. He's close and He wants us to recognize Him. The only thing we need to do is open our heart. Okay. I'm going to go on. Last but not least in the, the center of this wonderful scripture. So when we learn to trust Jesus, um, realize that no matter where you are right now, He's ready to embrace you. Uh, open your eyes. He's closer than you think. And then last point is this beautiful thing. is uh, We're children of God. This is our heritage. This is our right. And, and and I like that it says here, this is another uh, interesting translation. It says, he gave them the right. And when you think of your rights, what do you think of? You're like, yeah, this is my right. I got this. But the word there is actually, he gave them the power to become. It's the, It's the word power. Because we were powerless to know Jesus. We were powerless. I mean, we all, the, the testimony, yeah, went to church, baptized as a kid, and it's like, never recognized him. It's like, I went to church, never recognized him. He's like, went to church, never recognized him. What did he do? He empowered us when we said, and at some point, I mean, everybody who comes to Jesus says this one thing, I can't do it anymore. That's just the bottom line. It's like, God, if you're out there, Show me. They come to the end of themselves. And so you're, you're like, he gave them the power to become the children of God? How did they do that? They, they got that power when they realized that they had no power to find him. And as, we, as, as we're heading towards the Advent, I want us to think about relinquishing our power as a way of exchanging to his power. Um, He gave them the right to become the children of God, but it says this right before that, to those who believed in his name. And the word there is, is simple, and you know, it just means to trust and to entrust ourselves. And I think that's the coolest part of being a Christian, is that, there's something in our mind is we have to work to it. We have to work towards it. You know, it's like, i got to be a better child of God. But the words before there says, no, you don't have to be a better child of God. You need to entrust yourself more fully to Him. So, in this dark day, in your dark day, after you've turned it all away, and you realize that the world is, we're in the last days, and you're going, man, it's going bad out there. When you turn all that off, it doesn't matter. Because the day you're living in is is your day. And if you're going through a tough time, which some have confessed, in fact, only people that come to church usually are going through a a tough time. Do you know that? I mean, then there's the others that are going through a tough time. They don't go to church because they're afraid if they go to church, then somebody will find out about their tough time. And if that happens, then somebody's going to want to pray for them. And then God's going to move in their life. And Anyway, it's easier to stay in your stuff. But... The Christmas story is about the reality of you living in darkness all around you, inside of you. And the true light that came into the world wants to dispel that darkness. And the way that happens is simple. It happens, it's the same every time. You guys ready? That's what I love about Christianity. <laughs> you can't do it. Can I say it again? You can't do it. I know, you're like, man, maybe someday I'll be better. You can't do it. It's all of grace. And so every time we come to that place of saying, Lord, this is dark. I'm afraid. I don't know what's going on. But I know that you are my Father, that I can trust, and I'm your child. And so I come to you once again, and I entrust myself to you. So let's close our eyes. Lord, we now consciously come into your presence again as your children. You bore us as, our, as, as children. And those of us who have children know you really can't get rid of them. No, that might sound strange. <laughs> I love, Lord, that you keep us no matter what condition we're in. And we know when we look in the mirror or we, or we pause for a moment, there's areas of our life that are just messed up. We're anxious about this and that. We're worried. We're fearful. We're afraid of the dark. And left to ourselves, we are just alone. But in a minute, in a second, we can come to you. And so we do that right now. And it says, but whoever believes, He gave the power to become the children of God. Whoever entrusted themselves to you. And so, Lord, as part of our preparation for Christmas, we come to you and entrust our life to you one more time. Anytime we get off track, it's easy. We just come back to you and entrust ourselves to you again. And then you whisper to us, welcome back, child. Welcome back, son. Welcome back, daughter. I've always loved you. I've always graced you. And I am here with you. Thank you for loving us, caring for us, and opening our eyes And Lord, uh, just lastly, I want us to agree together. For those that are not recognizing you that we love, we ask that you would open their eyes and that you would remind them that as they entrust themselves to you, that you would invite them to be children of God as we know we are. So with that, Lord, we're looking forward to what you have in store for our life. Lord, dispel the darkness, encourage us, and teach us once again to just trust you. In Jesus' name. Amen. So this week, when the darkness tries to encroach upon you, Take a moment to pause and say, Lord, you got this thing. It's yours. Amen? All right. One thing God did, he messed it up, but he put children and families. That's good news, right? So we're not supposed to just have a relationship with God alone. And so if you're hurting and you're Experiencing darkness, it's important for us to reach out to one another and to lift each other up before the Lord. So if you have prayer requests, uh, talk to the people around you. We're all qualified to to usher others into the presence of the Lord. Um, worst case scenario, you can talk to a pastor. You know, pastors aren't moral. <laughs> no, I just say that because, I, you know, I... I I believe that each and every one of us have an anointing. And sometimes the best person to pray with is not the pastor. Sometimes it is. But uh, I I don't want us to fear uh, that there's some hierarchy. The hierarchy is going to God. He's the one. He's the head of the church. He's the head of everything. So with that, God bless you. We're going to have lunch together in just a moment. uh, Look for people that you don't normally hang out with and hang out with them. Uh, And uh, God bless you. Thanks for, uh, yeah, be blessed. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Oh, and you guys online, have a great day. Love you. Bye-bye.